This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so. Like, comment, and share this on YouTube. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the G Funk Junkies Podcast. Have you ever heard a rapper or an album and thought, this has potential? Well, those were my exact thoughts when I first heard of Southeast LA's NMW, also known as Norwalk's Most Wanted. Norwalk's Most Wanted? Yeah, I never heard no damn Norwalk's Most Wanted. I heard the Countess Most Wanted, but Is that right? Most Wanted, yeah. What? Having heard countless West Coast albums before handling this one, I initially thought the sound was a bit dated for a 1996 release, but this is where I found out that the years these projects were released were not necessarily when they were recorded. In fact, some of these songs date as far back as 1992, as you can see from the singles released before their self-titled album. Sometimes Familiar Records would acquire the rights to these albums and re-release them, as was the case with this particular album and a few others. What dropped first was Spanish Fly and No Walks Most Wanted. Okay. On on Familia. Yeah. Okay. Hey, no Walks Most Wanted was uh, A.W. Familia, Anthony Waters. Okay. And uh, he was uh, a person that had a music store mm -hmm. in Norwalk. Okay. You know, which eventually I ended up buying because he moved out of town. Okay. Uh, so he had a group from Norwalk, which was No Walk Most uh -huh. Wanted. And so, you know, he basically, I guess, turned the group over to me. And, um, but we released it under A.W. Familia. The album cover needs major work, I think. It's just the trio in a black and white photo holding La Bandera Mexicana. Now, one of the weaknesses of the genre is slapping a Mexican flag or the words brown or Chicano on it and expecting that to be the only selling point. I think it lessens the experience to the listener. It sacrifices the aesthetic. But, as I always say, you can't judge an album by its cover, especially in this genre. As for the group, NMW consists of two rappers, that's Latinx and 100% Mexican. Matter of fact, I don't even know if you put these cats on one of your mixtapes or not, but Mike Perez, another dude named Ulysses, and there was a third member, but they were in a group called NMW, Norwalk's Most Wanted. The cassette version has a clear image of the trio with Latinx on the left corner and 100% Mexican on the right. NMW had previously recorded this album under AW Records. We got AW Records, man. We gotta send a shout out to AW Records. Now, before I get into this album in full detail, I do want to make it known that the tape version contained an extra track that was later omitted from the CD version by Murray Brunfield, the owner of Familiar Records, due to censorship. Just like uh, people always ask, you know, No Walk Most Wanted in the first print, why do you not have, uh, uh, it's a song that, you know, I took it off the album because okay. I felt it, was, it wasn't good for, uh, I mean, I, you know, No Walk Most Wanted, I love the group. That one song I felt wasn't good for uh, Chicano rap. You can check it out on YouTube. It's called Child of Satan. Shout out to the homie Gangster Pelon from El Paso for letting me know about this track way back in the day. Now, one of the things I find really frustrating about Familiar Records and other underground albums and labels is the lack of oversight seeing it through to the end for any errors that may occur. 
I regularly catch errors like misspellings, and in this particular case, the mismatched titles of the tracks with the particular songs. I will be reviewing this album based on the correct songs on the album, so the titles will be off from what was printed on the back cover. Watch Hold on. Track one. This is NMW. I'm underground with my crew. This is NMW. The introductory track is called This Is NMW and contains six samples I can spot and the rest I can't tell what they are. The first sample we hear is Radio's Hot Stuff from 1979, followed by a simultaneous playback of Midnight Star's Night Rider and Blackbird's Rock Creek Park. After that you can catch Don't Stop the Music. You can also catch Evelyn Champagne King's Love Come Down. And last but not least, you can hear the SOS band Just Be Good To Me. There's a lot going on here which sometimes sounds well and other times feels like a commotion going on. The cadence of all three picks up and drops off going back to what I was saying about the huge potential this had. Latinx had a dope line. Now, I really like when Chicano rap is self-referential. For instance, this line right here. That can be heard on a Triple C song from 1999. As for the instrumental of the track, you can catch samples of One Way, Let's Get Together, And for the chorus, you can hear snippets of Follow the Leader by Rakim, along with Parliament Funkadelic's Bop Gun. Now, Latinx takes shots at Lighter Shade of Brown. Take this line for instance right here. Rapping the straight up gangster shit, not the LSOB bullshit. Why the commercial when this world's controversial? Because the straight up reality is crucial. On track three, Un Cholo Loco, I have a tendency to say that sometimes less is more. The prominent sample of the great Quincy Jones' Betcha Wouldn't Hurt Me is a masterpiece. I think writing an instrumental with fewer samples is probably less distracting and focuses more on the tune and lyrics. As for the content of the raps themselves, this has always been one of my favorite tracks by NMW. It really stands out as a down-to-earth track, very introspective. You can actually hear snippets from the NWA track, Gangsta Gangsta. Besides that, just the lyrics. Uh, it, it feels like like somebody is trying to express themselves without going mad. As for track four, Assassin, the remix. I've always thought 100% Mexican had a potential to um, go further than he actually did. He may sound a little green at times, but definitely had the hard edge with the pen. This song is titled as the remix. The original dropped as a single on AW Records back in 1992. Unfortunately, I have not had the pleasure of listening to the original song. We get to hear a sample of Damn Right, I'm Somebody by Fred Wesley and the JVs. 
We even get to hear a bit of Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On sprinkled in here. The chorus has a mirage of snippets taken from Cyprus, from Easy E, and even King T. What I really like is that 100% Mexican sheds light on the double standard of the justice system in this country when it comes to young Chicanos. Take a listen. Fuck the system, it ain't doing no good. It don't protect me because I live in the hood. Everywhere I go, punks always start static. I ain't taking no shit. I brought my fully automatic. Now track five, In Peace May You Rest, you can actually catch samples of Boss Skag's Lowdown. Actually kind of surprised to hear 100% Mexican mention the words Mexican Mafia for life since that type of talk is a big no-no if you know what I'm talking about. The casual mention of rampant violence in our community is just a stark reminder of how far we've come and how much more we gotta work. Moving down to track 6, Bato Music. Not sure if this is the misspelling, but you know, we all seen Bato spelled with a V for Victor. I uh, wonder how this error occurred. But anyway, uh, this was one of my favorite songs when I first heard the album back in my teenage years. I like how this starts. Now drop the zap. 100% takes direct shots at lighter shade of brown. A Sunday afternoon was down for the summer, but every time they play it sounds dumber and dumber. The shit's getting old and it's getting played out. This is for the buckles and I won't sell out. And another more general at what can be alluded to Frost and his crew. Mexican, brown and brown, attracting the ultimate gangster crowd. When I perform, you know I'm at my best, putting all Latin MCs to the test. The composition of the break halfway through the song is dope. I actually really like how they set this up, so check it out. Let me know what you think. Now, I really think this song should have been simplified and reduced to just a few samples. The second half of the song would have been dope if they just stuck to this sound. This could have been a radio single, I just know it. Latinx raps over a different instrumental, which you can tell is the same as the uh, outro track, Norwalk's Most Wanted. Sorry, that was my little Frenchie burping right there. Anyway, like I was saying, uh, Latinx raps over a different instrumental, which you can tell is the same tune as the outro, Norwalk's Groove. Now, some of the samples we can hear throughout the song are, and get ready, there's a long list here, but Funkadelic's Atomic Dog. You can feel the bass because the bass is bumping. You don't gotta dance, just kick back and listen. Kick it with the homies and start reminiscing, reminisce about the things that you did in the past. Kid Frost, La Raza. Zaps, more bounce to the ounce. Turn up the camera as you cruise a boulevard. The kickers are kicking and you're playing the jam. You're low profiling and down with the program. Here comes the one time to turn on the sound. The Brothers Johnson, and we funkin' now. 
Pops lined the family stone stand. Check out the basis hidden. Latinx on the flex, so just listen. Finally, a Latino with style. Explicit lyrics, so it took me a while. Patrice Russian's Forget Me Not. Times in this place and time, you and I must take back what was yours in mind. Through this rhyme, I'll bring the truth out. This is for the bottles, and I won't sell out. Let me know which one of these was your favorite sample. Track number seven, Don't Fuck With A Mexican. Another track that I instantly liked when I first heard. The prominent sample of You're The One For Me by D-Train hooks you right in. The Aretha Franklin sample is a nice touch too. It's seamlessly woven into the instrumental, if you ask me. Hundred percent Mexican raps from the heart about barrio warfare and the difficulty of navigating the streets as a young Chicano in the nineties. I really like when he shouts out the roll calls of the cities across LA County. I particularly like this song because much like Frank V of Proper Those once said, Yeah, Chicano's got a peace treaty, but you won't see homeboys on TV. The media will shed no light, but that's alright. Chicanos were killing each other every single night. Essays dropping left and right, so the rappers from the pen stepped in. This was a social commentary about gang politics. While the mainstream media was focusing on black feuds pertaining to the overcommented and overrated Bloods and Crips, NMW as well as Proper Those was referencing to the orders handed down from up the chain because the streets were too active in the waters of Southern California back in 1993. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it on YouTube, peep this article right here that talks about all the shit that was going down at this time. And because artists like Frost, Lighter Shader Brown, and others weren't talking about real shit like this, you can hear 100% Mexican's frustration with representation of our culture. I'm the man in demand, I'm the man in command. The only fucking Mexican taking a stand. Rounding down, ready to snuff. Any fucking people that tries to get rough. Now on track eight, we do damage. I can see why this song was featured in one of Familia Records' compilations. It's a cleaner song, there's less samples, it's a smoother composition, it's got a dope beat, and it gets pretty controversial. A lighter shade of brown, or darker shade of white, get your fucking history right. I kinda like that there aren't any choruses or hooks in the song, it's just a quick break between verses. Now, Tony A has mentioned he never heard anyone mention the words Chicano rapper until the 2000s, but to my knowledge, this is the first instance. Check it out. The, Chicano rapper. the homies from NMW start calling out the names of other cats who were representing us at the time. Now, it's not surprising that they had issues with Lighter Shade of Brown and Frost, since everyone targets them for one reason or another. What was surprising to me was hearing Mellow Man Ace and AOT get called out in this. If you notice, there, how many diss songs were to AOT? Can you think of any? No. 
There was one, but I won't mention it. <laughs> there was one. Really? There was one. Way in the early days. Norwalk's most wanted. ALT, sell out our race some more, you little fucking bitch. Not sure if AOT really responded, but he somewhat acknowledges it in the song Coupe de Ville. My skin is light, but my rhymes are brown. It's hard not to sell out and still be down. <laughs> and you know what's funny here is uh, I like the way that they end the song with Ice Cube snippet where he says, Fuck all y'all. Track number nine, Norwalk's Groove. Wrapping up the album on the uh, CD version, we have the shoutouts and this intro, sorry, this outro. Earlier I mentioned on Vato Music how they were rapping to the instrumental for this outro. It's kind of a shame that we didn't get a full song with this instrumental because this shit slaps. It contains a funky sample of Forget Me Not by Patrice Russian with some parts of Fantastic Voyage by Lakeside. If you listen to the cubals closely, you can hear them mentioning Delinquent Habits, who were from the same area as well as uh, Spanish Fly Zone DJ Tricks, along with a few other names that I don't recognize. Delinquent Habits, what's up, I'd like to say what's up to Kimo, DJ Eyes, OG Style, DJ Tricks. Shortly after they were done giving props, the song goes straight into an instrumental. I like this so much, I actually ended up making this a full track devoid of the shoutouts. You can peep it on my personal channel on WiseUp89. Just search my name and the song's title if you want to hear this as a loop. It's actually pretty dope. Now this is where I would normally say this is the end. However, as I mentioned, this album contains an extra track only available on the tape version. That song being Children of Satan. I can't quite nail the horror film score used in this track, but it's genius. The reversal of the record is a nice way to make it sound ominous. It's interesting, a bit occult, and somewhat psychotic. Years ago, I wrote on a Khalifa rap review for this album and mentioned that I had a hunch that Familiar Records censored the song, and years later, Murray Brumfield stated on the Rodeon Radio interview that he had this song omitted because it wasn't the direction he wanted Chicano rap to take. Only because it was, it was too... It was too, uh, uh, you know, devilish. Okay. <laughs> just to put it, you know. Okay. I mean, but the group there. Yeah. No, I just didn't want Chicano rap to kind of, and you know, they didn't mind. That was just one song. They just happened to, I guess they were playing around, okay. you know. Uh, and the track was like one of those backwards. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I don't know if there's anything in there, but I don't want my fans to get. To, right. You know what I mean? Okay. Everybody understood. So no big deal. I want to clarify something on the word and name Latinx. Uh, the rapper who uses this name is not using it in the same fashion as this younger generation chooses to identify themselves as non-binary, so let's not get that shit conflated. 
Now, in order to enjoy this album, you gotta put yourself at the scene. This was recorded in the early 90s. They, were, they had this, a couple, they had a couple songs, they had an album. Okay. A tape, a tape that came out. I don't know if they had vinyl, but they had a tape. The production is dope, sampling is superfluous, and the lyrical content was a mix of hardcore gangster themes with a tinge of politics. It was hot, man. People were digging it in Norwalk and everything. Okay. I remember like, man, these, these dudes are tight. And it was hard, it was aggressive, and it was, it was good stuff. I liked it. I've always held the belief that this album had an East Coast vibe in terms of production, sound, and quality. Almost as if Eric Sermon from EPMD had a hand in the making of the project. Despite the perceived outdated recording sound, I thought this had huge potential. The multiple samples juggled per song was a plus for me since I'm a sucker for sampling. The lyrical content was thought-provoking, and the shots taken at Chicano rappers representing the culture this early piqued my interest. NMW's sound was completely different than that of Lighter Shader Brown and Kid Frost. Their sound was more along the lines of Brown Pride and Spanish Fly. In retrospect, if there was one way to improve the album besides choosing another cover, I'd say that it would be to reduce the amount of samples per song to one or two for a more balanced song. Case in point, these dudes deserve a lot more credit for their contributions to the subgenre. This is a group that deserves to have had at least the second album at the very least. Dust this off your shelf and play it a few times. To wrap it up, I want to give my homie Six a shout out that those Chunkies podcast DJ Tricks were taking the time to chop it up on the last episode and to you, the listeners. And with that, like I always say, just chill to the, the next, next episode. episode. Boom. <laughs>